0: This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Hi, I'm Kenzie. I'm Jamie. And this is the Codependent Podcast. <laughs> Alicia's over there laughing at us.
1: We have Alicia today. <laughs> Alicia T. It just, you know, <laughs> just watching it in person. How didn't you join in? Better and better every time.
0: <laughs> we actually got a comment about how we didn't sound excited enough, like when we were doing the like, intro. So when one now. Said that- oh, I got a DM.
2: Rude. I'm yeah, dead. somebody was like,
0: You guys don't sound excited to be doing so your now podcast. You have to I'm be, like, really? Peppy. I'm Jamie. Yeah, so now we're like trying to like
2: overcompensate this is the codependent <laughs> podcast i uh, gotta harmonize a little tone. bit <laughs> a
1: little ringtone crying, crying please um tone. that will be
0: available for purchase as your ringtone
1: 99 cents on apple 99 cents
2: you know what 299 yeah 99 we're worth a lot yeah, more than
1: you are cents. sorry that was, that was really <laughs> That's rude, alicia.
2: <laughs> Oh, you guys know alicia she's our bestie our, our girly pop, as she's girly been pop. saying yeah, recently. I, I am not. I'm not on that.
1: Okay, <laughs> my friend Lexi, Labor by Lex, she texted girly pop one freaking day in the text message. And then ever since then, I've been like, girly pop,
2: girly pop. So Jamie
0: called Payson girly pop, and Payson <gasps> said, I'm not a girly no, pop. No, you did I'm dead. And then, I like
2: girly pop. said yes, it's cute. Huh? I like and that. then Navy
0: was like, like girly pop, and then I was like, "It's like na- like paste and pop," and then Navy said, pa- "Navy pop, navy pop," and then oh, they were really like, model pop,"
1: like <laughs> it's like some bluey crap. Oh my god, really? Bluey. We really actually pop. Want bluey girly and pop. pop, and girly Megan pop. hates it.
0: Okay. I hate it too. I'm on board with
2: Megan. I don't like it. I like it. We Alicia. need to take
1: a poll. I'm going to take a poll on my stories. I like girly listen. pop.
2: Okay, who likes girly pop or girly? Because people get mad we say codependent girlies, but do you want to be the codependent girly pop? <laughs> we are not doing that. We can I our am lollipops. Doing
1: that. <laughs> <Put> the lollipops. lollipops. <laughs> I hate it. I'm dead. Too good.
0: Okay, so Alicia's here today. First of all, when we said, like, we did like, a New Year's kind of like poll on our stories for codependent, And like, everybody wanted Alicia on. We said like, which guest do you want it on? Everybody was like, Alicia. So, because Alicia has been on an episode, but she basically just moderated. I was the referee. Yeah. Yeah, Me and Jamie.
2: share who Alicia T really is. The referee. So we're having
0: Alicia on today. We wanted to do an episode a little bit about um, postpartum, postpartum anxiety and depression and just all like the mental health aspects of postpartum. It's a really big topic right now that women aren't getting enough postnatal or even Prenatal care, um, but mostly like postnatal mental health. And so we want to give out a little bit of a trigger warning that we're going to be talking about anxiety and depression um, and all of that fun stuff. Alicia has a really good story to share. So we'll kind of just jump into Alicia and who she is and all my
1: kids. I
2: have all her, too many all her t-
0: 12, ch- 12 children. <laughs> oh
2: she has 12 girls.
1: <laughs> um, so I have four girls. Um, I got married when I was 19. So I got married really young and we're members of the church too. So I feel like back in the day, like you had to kind of get married young. Like it was like a thing to get married young. I feel like now people are definitely like kind of straying away from that. they're waiting, which I love it. Like, but back in the day if you didn't get married between like 19 and 21 like you were kind of
2: like an old hag and you were and then you went on a mission i was that's, that's exactly what yeah, it was like, like eh, you you're too old enough to so get
1: like, like married now so you got to go on a mission and then you come home and find a return ex- mission exactly anyway so i did not want to get married young that's what i always told myself like i'm not gonna get married young i'm not gonna be Same that girl. basic mormon girl <laughs> that got married young like i'm gonna wait till i'm a freaking old hag at
2: 25 years old and I'm get married. <laughs> my <laughs> eggs are gonna be dry literally They're yeah Imagine, like you Christmas. not even being married right now oh
1: frick no dude I feel like I don't know that'd be a whole different I'd be a whole different person yeah and a whole would. different
2: lifestyle, lifestyle. I'd, I'd be clubbing
1: I would be clubbing I'm not gonna lie sorry mom I'd be clubbing
2: <laughs> no, like she my wouldn't. mom
1: was the podcast.
2: Alicia would not be clubbing no she
1: would not maybe okay. anyway so I got married at 19 and Mark and I dated for like a while so it was like pretty good like we were how long did we date we were friends for five months, dated for four months, engaged for six. Okay. So in the Mormon timeline, like that's a that's long, a long time, long time. Yep. Um. And then I got married at nineteen; he was twenty-five or twenty-four. So Whoa, he's like, he's, he's older like, than yeah, you. he's like five and a half years. Old. You, went, I mean, you went for the old man. Yeah, I did. I had to sugar find, daddy. Sugar daddy had to find someone who would take care of me. My and <laughs> my high maintenance butt. Honestly. honestly. Really um. So we got married in December of 2015, and then by April 1st of 2016, I was pregnant. Literally, positive pregnancy test. So four months. Yeah, like three, four months. Three, four months. Was it planned? Okay, so (laughs) Mark said I had to talk about this today. Okay. Because it wasn't planned on his end, but planned on my end. Oh, Oh, Alicia. She baby trapped him. (laughs) I baby trapped him. And I was like, I don't want to talk about it because everyone's like, where's Mark's consent? Where's Mark's consent? (laughs) So for those of you listening, no. Did you just tell him you were taking birth control? So- I, well, birth control really messed me I was like bleeding for like four weeks straight, oh. Oh my like God. on our honeymoon and everything. Like it was it, miserable. Yes. So I took it out and I was like, I'll go get an IUD. But I made my appointment like two weeks. Two like, weeks too late. Two weeks too late. Like I was like, okay, I'll make an appointment. And I like prayed within those two weeks, like I would get pregnant.
2: <gasps> You're like, please, if this isn't meant to be, I'm, I'm getting like, please, pregnant. Please, you please. wanted a baby. I'm like, Mark,
1: I really want a baby. And he's like, no, dude. Like, frick, like no. Like, you're a baby. Like, no, literally. And I was. So I got pregnant with the twins, like, three days after I turned 20. Literally. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So then we had him a month before our year anniversary. Oh, wow. Which, yes, it was hard on our marriage. Yes. Completely. Because I- as much as you think, like, I we dated for a long time we were friends for a long time but like three months into the marriage and then I'm like on my bed sick
0: yeah like well, I had really hard pregnancies you too? yeah you waited a little bit longer than that but yeah. I remember you telling me that too like it sucked to be sick like in our first little bit of marriage like yeah we I was like we were eight months married and uh, that's I guess that's a little bit, little so, bit long yeah. but, but, so like but still but still no it's quick yeah I wouldn't even like pooping like with the door open like you know what I mean like then they'll be like barfing the entire yeah, time like that's yeah that's a big adjustment and like a big like you gotta yeah. really open up to your partner yeah, yeah. so
1: that affected us because we went from this like fun YSA couple exactly to I'm on my bed and he's pissed at me and you're because like, I'm not getting up and he wants to go out and all I can do is be in a ball sick. in my bed sick throwing up I don't gain any weight during my pregnancies you guys have seen me yeah, literally crazy. like you literally i gained don't, 15 pounds with the twins
2: and, and then, for twins like that's
1: insane yeah and then i think it was like 20 with holland yeah and then i it was 12 with teddy
0: how did you feel literally. finding out you were having twins were, were you anxious or were you excited I,
1: okay and backtrack mark was a twin oh i, but did, I did he, actually didn't know that. really yeah okay mark was a twin but he kind of ate up his twin you know, like, the, sin, the thing where they, like, absorb the other twin? Yes. Okay. Yes. So he was a twin, and he, like, absorbed his twin. But I didn't know this until two days before the ultrasound. Oh. oh. And he was like, oh, by the way, we have a chance of having twins. And I was like, Excuse me. He's like, Oh, yeah, I was a twin. I'm like, Don't you think this is something to talk about? like?" Well, before yeah. Before?
2: Usually they say that's like only comes from the girl, but you're also adopted. Yes. So which later know. on, we found
1: out a year ago that I have like four sets of twins. In oh, my family. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that makes sense. So, yeah. So
2: twins were definitely yes, in your genes. Twins jeans. were definitely
1: in our genes. Yes. So we had the twins are Boston and Presley, which I'm sure you guys know. We talk about them a lot. Um, Boston and Presley are six now. So we've been married for seven years and we have twins that are sex <laughs> so going into the ultrasound were you anxious um i feel like i was a little anxious just because you want to make sure yeah. your, your baby yeah your baby's there and your baby has a heartbeat and like, and all that like stuff. oh so there's two yeah so oh i wish i was we in that room with me mark too. oh my gosh <laughs> oh my gosh he literally like was on his phone he was on his phone on facebook and i was like dude get off your phone like they're about to check our baby and he's like yeah 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 okay and so then he put it down yeah so <laughs> they were doing the ultrasound he goes okay there's a baby and he moves over like literally like not even an inch like a fourth of an inch yes and he's like oh there's another one and mark's face drops he looks up and he's like oh what and i'm over here like, <gasps> <What? laughs> I'm like you were probably so excited oh, i was pumped <laughs> oh, you guys. honestly I, was I would be so pumped. Excited. oh i'd be like I'd, are we
0: kidding you? if it was my next baby i would be like no, because that means I'm going to have oh. four kids instead of just
2: three. But literally,
1: I, oh, I, I get mind.
2: it. Shut the caboose up. Well, oh, I'm I just glad know. I had them first. No, I'm going to sit here
1: and say I'm glad I had them first because I needed to come first because I cannot imagine having two. Ki- and there's moms that out there like out there that do it like props to you guys. But like, I cannot imagine having kids and then having twins in the middle of my kids or yeah, like all
2: you knew at that time was two kids. Was twins. Like, so literally. that's what you did yeah. was twins. That's what you yeah. knew.
1: So we had the twins, and then I don't even remember raising the twins. I threw myself into work. Like I, Presley got tongue tie, and I wasn't even there. Mark took her. Yes. I I just started traveling. I just started traveling, and I just started working. And like I, Mark like took care of the kids, and then I hired a nanny because I literally could not do it.
2: When did you feel like, like? after you had them did you feel like I have baby blues I feel depressed I feel anxiety like so I feel like I was on the hype of twins for a while because like I was
1: it's twins I was this young mom and I had twins and everyone's like oh you're twins you're twins you're twins it's like frick yeah like, like my Instagram really started growing after the twins like by the, when the twins are like three months, I had like 10,000 followers. Yeah. I went from four to like 10 in like yep. three months. So I feel like I was on the hype of that. And then when Mark had to go back to work, cause my husband works at the bank. So he gets like four months off when my husband went back to work. I think that's when I started to like dive and I was like, I'm going to be alone. Like, what do I do? And so I hired a nanny and I feel like I just pushed it in the back of my head. Like, I don't know. I can't even remember. It's so sad. And I'm so glad I took all those pictures because I literally like. It's a fog. Yeah. It's just a fog. It's just a fog with the twins. And then Mark said he raised the twins. He tells me. He's like, you better tell him on that podcast I raised those twins. I'm like, yeah, you did, bro. <laughs> so shout out to Mark Thomas for raising did the you, twins. Did you
0: feel like it was baby blues or did you feel oh, like. It was
1: straight up depression. Straight up depression and anxiety. And I didn't want to pay attention to it. I didn't want to deal with it.
2: Your coping was working.
1: I was My coping was working. Yep. And looking back at it, I'm like, my coping was working and I really should have like done something about it. But I don't remember like feeding the twins a bottle.
2: Like it just was Literally. that fast.
1: I'm like, did I feed the twins? <laughs> like, like they're alive. Did so they eat? Yeah. Like when do they eat? Like, did I really like feed the twins? Like, that's Literally. That's
0: so crazy. Did you talk to your doctor about those no. feelings at no. all? No.
1: And that's something like I can h- sit here and say like, please talk to your freaking doctor. Yep. Please talk to somebody. Like, literally. No, I don't I don't remember any of that. And so, I remember one day, and I told you guys this the other day when we were prepping for this. I remember one day I woke up, and I'm like, I can do this. Like, I'm going to be okay. I can do this. And then I got pregnant with Holland. <laughs> <laughs> how how far out was that? So, the twins are 18 months Oof. when I got pregnant with Holland. So, they're 26 months apart. Oh, my god. That's goodness. close. So, I had uh, two two-year-olds and a newborn. Ooh. Literally. And when I got pregnant with Holland, I... Went into panic mode. I was like, this is a joke. Like, I'm so... And I was upset, which that's how I lost a ton of friends. I was upset in their mind and looking back at it. Like, yes, I'm grateful for my baby. But, like, my feelings are my feelings. And my experience was so different than anybody else's, like, experience. Like, yeah, I was scared. And I was a little bit upset because I was just feeling normal again after twins. I was really... After 20, like a black hole, literally 21 years old. Yeah. And I got pregnant again. So Holland was an accident. Holland was a condom baby.
0: <laughs> oh, oh yeah. That's love that girl to death. That, yes, that, that. that
1: baby is a condom baby, <laughs> but we love her and we're glad, I'm glad she's here. She's meant to be here. Obviously. Yes. But I remember going to my friends and I was like, you guys, I'm so sad that I'm pregnant. And one of my friends was like, "You're ungrateful," and she blocked me and deleted me and cut me out of her life. Oh my! Goodness. So that's when I, when I got pregnant with Teddy. I was like, "Guys, don't leave me!" <laughs>
2: I go ahead. Oh, don't no, worry. We're probably gonna say the yeah, same. Yeah, I thing. said that's
1: what the that's what I remember about you telling us you were pregnant.
2: Yeah, she literally. Like, Please don't she, leave me. Yeah, she like because I have it. hard pregnancies. She's I like, go in the dark. Yep. Yeah. She's like, I, I get anxiety. I get depression. Like, <laughs> yeah. please just don't leave me. And we're like, Alicia, like we would never, but she's like, no, I'm not kidding. I'm everybody kidding. has left me. Like yeah. all of your friends, everybody that you thought yeah. was close to you and cared. Yeah. Wasn't there. Wasn't there
1: because I was ungrateful, but things are different now again, because I feel like we've shifted that like, you can talk about your feelings, even though you're pregnant. Yeah. yeah. Like,
2: and like everybody has, everyone's a spot. valid. Yes. Yeah.
1: Everyone has a spot and everyone's valid. So don't remember any of the twins <laughs> pregnancy and all that stuff. That's just like bogged out. But when I got pregnant with Holland, I immediately got sick. Started throwing up. You're, you're really sick when you're pregnant. I throw up every day, Yeah, every freaking day when
2: yep. I'm pregnant. And you're just nauseous, like 24 seven. And you have twin two year olds.
1: Yes. And so I got really bad depression because I think I was just, I felt just so guilty that I couldn't take care of these cute little chocolate twins running around. And
2: I was just throwing up and on my bed 24-7. Okay. And, I, and I think that mom guilt, like, <sighs> yeah. while pregnant, I, I would say that's the something worst. I extremely would relate to. Like, yeah. I remember vividly, like, same I, I get so sick. And I remember just coming home from, like, working. And I would just, like, I worked, like, a morning shift from, like, yeah. 8, 7 to 12 or whatever. And I'd come home and, like, I would stick the TV on. Yeah. For Navy and yep. Beck I'm sorry. I'm literally so yep. sick. Here's the TV for the next four hours while I have to sleep.
1: Yeah. Sophia, the first was my girl's crap. Yep. <laughs> so I literally just saw him in front of the TV. Yep.
0: Literally. So I- would you say that you started feeling like more like – more symptoms of depression earlier with Holland than with the yeah, twins. Yeah, for sure.
1: Because I feel like because you were like so
0: excited about having twins that yeah. like that kind of overshadowed yeah. any other yeah, feelings. Yeah, for that sure. You felt.
1: Yeah, I don't feel like I realized I had depression during my pregnancy as well as after until I was pregnant with Holland. Holland. Yes, and that set in like around I would say six, seven weeks when you're like the sickest. Yeah, yeah, and you like can't even make your kids breakfast.
2: And it's, yeah. And Literally. then that mom guilt starts to yeah. creep in. Make and worse. Mm-hmm. And then when you, like, if friends are leaving you and, yeah. and you feel so alone, like, yeah. those feelings. And I also
1: wasn't vocal about it. And yeah.
2: that's what I regret. I've been a lot more vocal with Teddy,
1: but, like, I was not vocal about it. And that's something we have to remember is we have to be vocal. We're not going to get anywhere with anything unless yeah. we are vocal. About it. Yeah. And so then I had Holland and I was on Hype again. Cause I had another cute little chocolate baby and everyone was just so obsessed with my family. So I was like on like a hype again. And then I remember like it switched this time. I started eating so much damn food to cope my <laughs> depression yeah. and anxiety. And I got dick. <laughs> you guys, I got well, dick. like I got dick literally. I was so skinny during my pregnancy and so skinny after. And then I just like, we'd start going on drives to get food. Because that's how I'd cope.
0: Yeah.
2: Like and, we and what were Chick-fil-A. like what were the feelings like when you felt anxious? Like, was there certain things that made you more anxious? Like when like you know what I mean? What like what did what when did those feelings start and what really were they?
1: Honestly, having three babies on the ground crying. Yeah. <laughs> and you're sitting in the corner and you're like, dude. And your husband can't come home because he's working. So you like throw him in the car and you go get swig and you go get Chick fil A. And then you just get thick. thick. <laughs> Literally, that's how i cope. That's how i cope. I would take them on drives, because yeah. babies sleep in the car. Yeah. So then I was like, okay, they're they're freaking quiet. Like, I can sit here and eat my lunch in peace for once. And then Mark would get home, and I'd go straight in my bedroom. And I'd, like, shut the door. And then he would, like, take care of two toddlers and a baby. <laughs> Literally. Yeah, yeah, good for Mark. Rough. And so that's why I felt like I was so terrified to ever, 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 ever get pregnant again. And I told everybody, like, I'm done. Which... I thought I was done,
2: but clearly we weren't. Did your doctor ask you about postpartum anxiety or depression with... Back then, no. With Holland? No. No. No.
1: Which we need better OBGYNs that pay attention and we'll ask you because that survey that they make you take is crap. It really is. It really is It's crap. But then again, I haven't had a baby in four years. Yeah. So I do want to like recognize that things have... Changed and give people credit because things have changed in four years and people have come a long way in the sense of recognizing where people have anxiety, recognizing where people have depression, and people are more vocal about it. Because four years ago, you could not talk about yeah. your depression and your anxiety, and if you talked about it, you were an attention seeker or like, or, and you wanted clout or on Instagram you were,
0: or you were like a bad mom. That's what I was gonna. Yes. Say. Or like you were gonna get your kids taken away because yes. you were depressed or something because like, that's you were in a corner
1: because you were in a corner not
2: paying attention to your kids. So. Do you remember like CPS is going to get called on you or something? Yeah. Do you remember right. having days of just like feeling like, wow, like I'm depressed. I'm oh, not yeah. okay. Oh, yeah. I would stick my kids in front of the TV and I would just go in my room. And who does
1: that? They're like two. And you just like sleep. <laughs> yeah. Or like, you just sleep. And yeah. you would hear the baby monitor or like, I'm not going to lie, I'd shove them in their room even when they weren't tired. Yep. You just put them in their crib even when they like, weren't tired. Yeah. Because you were like trying to stop. Literally, you're just trying and
0: that's a safe spot for them.
1: Yeah. And me because I'm like, they're safe. They're fine. The monitor's on. So they're going to go in their crib, even though they're not tired, which is so sad to say. But like,
2: no, it was I was in the thick of it. You're just trying to get by like day by day. Yeah. And I think that so many moms like just feel that. And I can't even imagine like having like I I feel like as a mom, that's a natural feeling anyway to feel guilty and to feel that. But on top of that, to feel like depressed and to feel like you're just never going to get out of it. Like every day just seems like darker and darker. And then, so then Holland started getting older and it of
1: course got easier and now they're like the best of friends and it's so much fun with them. But I had a dream one night I had another baby girl and I just remember, (laughs) I just like remember sobbing because I was so scared, and, like, I didn't want to do it, and I was, like, I can't do this, like, I don't want to have another baby, like, please, like, I just got out of the thick of it, like, like, I'm fine, like, I'm fine now, like, we're fine with our three kids, like, Mark and I are in a groove, I don't have a nanny, like, I'm raising these kids, like, by myself, and, like, I just remember,
2: like, I just, like, freaking, I can't, But you also, like, couldn't deny it. And that's, like, what was so hard for me. Like, I
1: couldn't deny it. Mark couldn't deny it. As much as I told people, like, yeah, we're done. Like, we're done. Like, we weren't done. And so I had the dream. And then I tried everything, (laughs) literally everything in my power, which sounds, I mean, it sounds bad. But at the same time, like, this is my story. Exactly. Um. And then 10 months later, we got pregnant. Oh, I told myself I wasn't going to cry. <laughs> I, I tell myself every <laughs> single episode. So. And I just, like, I called you guys. I called everyone, and I was like, please don't leave me. Like, I go into this, like, darkest hole. Like, I'm so scared. Like, and pregnancies were hard on my marriage. So I was, like, literally scared for my marriage again. Like, I was like, we just, like, we're okay. Like, Mark and I are okay. Like, the twins are okay. Like, we just had this, like, solid, like, groove. Yeah. Like, we had such a good groove. And I just denied it for so long. And then I got pregnant and I called everybody and I was like, please don't leave me. But this time was so much better because I, like, had friends who
2: checked on me because I was vocal about it.
1: Because you were vocal. I and
2: was vocal. I, like, vividly remember you saying, like, I remember where we were and you saying, like, we're done like i i feel i feel done i feel like my family's here on earth with yes me and we like, were sitting at dinner and i literally
1: was looking all you guys in the eye and i was like
2: you'll know when you're done yeah you're like we were at zinberg and you were yes, like you we're guys Sid. will feel it and you you'll will know. know and i've like always kept that in my mind because i'm like okay like but no
1: looking back at it i feel like heavenly father had to give me those feelings so i would survive oh yeah four years And so when he did prepare me for another baby, it was like, okay, like you, you've had your time, like you healed. Cause I did heal during those three years. Yeah, Like I was in therapy with Mark. I was in therapy with myself. Like I tried all these depression and anxiety meds and nothing ended up working for me. So I learned how to cope. Like my therapy, my therapist gave me like exercises and, and like all this stuff. So like I did heal during those
2: three years. I remember too, you also, you were like going to the gym a lot and you were taking care of yourself physically as well. Yes, like I was such a gym girly, drank my water, (laughs) ate my chicken. (laughs) Gym
1: (laughs) girly pop. Like I was literally getting, yeah. I even was on my way to my mommy makeover.
2: I remember. Guys,
1: I've had liposuction. I was on my way to my mommy makeover. I was literally in like the best shape of my life, the best mental shape of my life like our marriage was great but also I think that going into
0: I mean I know that like your friends checked in on you and you were more vocal but also being in a state where you were mentally and physically at your best like when you got pregnant with Holland you probably weren't no. there yet no. you know and no and not so when all. you got pregnant it made it made it way harder on like your mental state because yes. you weren't in a good mental state no. already like you yes. said you were just getting out of the fog but yeah. I feel like it takes months to yeah. get like back to where you were before yeah. you had kids literally like, so it's good that you were like taking care of yourself and then you got pregnant.
1: And I think that's literally why, like I had those feelings and heavenly father told me like, Hey, like you're, you're done. But I didn't know it meant done for like now. <laughs> done, for <laughs> now. done for now. <laughs> you're done for now, sweetie. See you in four years. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we're going to jump in for a quick ad break. Okay guys, we have shown you guys one of our new favorite things. And we don't say that lightly. Yeah.
0: No, we don't put that on like our top list of favorite things ever, but our base bags have literally been the best bags that I've ever gotten. And I like feel like you're going to think I'm being dramatic about that, but I love it so much. I take it to the gym. I take it in the car. I I use it as a diaper bag. I
2: use it as like any sort of tote bag that I need. I use it. Yeah. The base bags, Kenzie got the cheetah one. I got the green one. I was really feeling codependent that day with my green. I
0: was in between and I ended up
2: going with cheetah because I'm just a cheetah girly. I know I'm, I have cheetah bags. So I was like, okay, Okay. I need a different bag. Makes sense. But they're all so cute. All of the patterns are so cute. Um, and each of their bags were designed with a changing pad. And then there's also specific pockets for your diapers and your wipes, which is so cool because I feel like, they definitely had moms in mind making these bags. Yeah, I
0: actually didn't know that the tote was meant to be a diaper bag until I opened it up and I saw the changing pad. I saw the insulated bottle... Yeah. Part so you can put a bottle. Like yeah. there's all of these functions. They specifically made every single one of their bags designed for moms and yeah. babies. And
2: the tote is the one we chose and it's called yep. the it's called the non-diaper diaper bag. Yeah. So like it doesn't look like a diaper bag. They also even have an odor proof pouch in there for the times when you don't have a trash can for a diaper, which is so cool because we've all been there where we don't have a spot to throw them away.
0: Yep, and they have insulated bottle holders, like I said, a spot to stick the bag on your luggage, which I also am obsessed huge. with. And a teething ring that keeps the little ones occupied while being changed on the built-in changing pad.
2: Like, are we kidding? Like, yeah, that's the hardest part, changing your baby. Yeah, so it's so smart. so smart. And each of the base bags comes with a specific pacifier pocket so that you can reach when you're in times of panic mode and meltdowns because we've all been there. Yep. We
0: even took Jamie's bag to Disneyland. We had like three little mini backpacks with like snacks and drinks and all this stuff. And then we're like, you know what, let's not take like three miniature backpacks. Let's take
2: just the base bag. And it held everything. We had, yes, we had everything in there. There are so many pockets and it was absolutely amazing. They also come with hooks that you can hook to any stroller to be able to um, clip on the bag. Yeah, so we can put, thrower. like, all of our
0: stuff, like, right there with the matching straps to, like, yes. get it on the stroller, which was amazing. Like, we used that bag to its death this weekend. Like, it was amazing. And there's a pocket I can put my laptop yes. in the inside, so I feel like my laptop's protected. I just, like, I am, like, now going to be, like, a base base girly girly for life because i can't base imagine girly pops not
2: having those bags anymore like i'm gonna go buy all their bags no i i'm obsessed with them you guys they're so good and right now base is offering our listeners 15 percent off your first purchase by visiting by visiting base slash codependent
0: go to base slash codependent for 15 off your purchase that is b-e-i-s-t-r-a-v- el dot
2: com slash codependent. Jumping right back into it. So you got that little, you got that four year break. I shouldn't say little. That's a good size break. It's a big, it's a big gap. It's a gap. It's a gap. And it's so, gap. yeah. So, Heavenly Father said, "You get, you're done for you're now." Done for I like, now. I like. It's like I picture it like the dot dot dot. Yeah, you're done. You're you're done, done. Or dot dot dot. You need a tattoo that says <laughs> that. For now. No, you're no, done. really. Dot dot dot. four dots. <laughs> you do. <laughs> four
1: dots. Dot dot dot. Yeah, you're done. So what was your experience with Teddy? Teddy was still really hard, of course, because I feel like I don't know, once you are pro you know, you once have prone to it. Once yeah. you're prone to it, you get it and you get the same feelings. It definitely was easier because I was so much more vocal about it. Were
0: you going to therapy at the time of your pregnancies?
1: So I no. I didn't start therapy until after Holland. Okay. When Did you marriage go, was really bad, and I was just in a really dark, what, like,
0: deep hole. What made your marriage so hard? Like, what What was, the? What was like, the
1: yeah. fights about? Yeah, so, Mark and I are twins. We are <laughs> two people. We are literally two people really apart. Are. We you could not find two people more similar. similar. Literally, which is, um, like, amazing. We have so much fun together, and, like, it's so much fun, but when, like, we're both really opinionated, and so when it comes down to certain things, like, you know we're we're both really stubborn we both want our way or the highway and it's like you know it's hard so one of our biggest struggles and I don't know if Mark will agree with this he said he's like really excited to listen to this I was so biggest <laughs> like, fan literally he's like I can't wait um is parenting our parenting styles are very different so having kids so young and not you know being married for three months and then we have these kids like I would say our biggest fights and stuff are about parenting well, and and I feel
2: like as young parents and as parents in general, but especially young parents, you don't, you don't even really know what, what your parenting style yeah. is. You don't even know how, yeah. how to parent. You don't, like, really don't
0: even know what you're doing.
2: Yeah. You, and so. You're trying to keep
1: these children alive. And I think Mark was a little bit, sorry, babe. He was a little bit intimidated
2: because I was a nanny. So you were like, I know how to do it. I kind of know. I was like, I yeah. kind of know what I'm doing. Well, and I think as, as women in, I mean, really any religion, but especially Mormons, you're raised like. I'm you're raising on babysitting literally babysit you nanny that is like your first job and like you also most of them have tons of siblings and so you're used to lots of kids yes
0: I could see how it will become a fight especially too while you're like really struggling and you're like really in a hole and already feeling a lot of mom guilt and then it's almost making you feel like you're not doing it right you know what I mean
1: stop telling me what to do
0: yeah and like I already feel like I'm having this mom guilt and I already kind of feel like a crappy mom but then you telling me i'm parenting the wrong yeah. way is also making me feel like a worse mom.
1: Yeah. A lot of it had to do with f- other family issues like in-law issues, yes. but you know, that's always takes a part. But he doesn't like being told what to do and i don't like being told what to do. So it's like we literally were in bed fighting last night about parenting. Like this is still an ongoing thing. <laughs> we're working on it, but it also has to do with how we were raised. Completely. Mark is black. I was adopted raised by by white family white mormons my husband is black and was raised by a black mom so things are very different and that's another like major issue we've had is like we're very
2: different in like that sense and you also have like your children are black and so to have to bring all of all of this but they're raised in a white community yes like it yes yes
1: it's a lot like he was raised like i'm gonna beat your butt and i'm raised by not when i'm gentle parenting but you're not a gentle parent okay you're not you're not a gentle parent kudos to those people who are gentle parenting not my parent style I'm not a gentle parent but like you are more relaxed I'm I'm relaxed you're relaxed that's exactly I believe like experiences are made to be had and there's a consequence for everything and that's what I tell my girls there's a consequence for everything and it
0: might not always be like time out but it might just be like a natural consequence yes. of life
1: like yes like if you run in, you run into a wall you're going to hit your face like you know what I mean like yeah. natural consequence yeah and mark believes in discipline discipline yeah
0: that's very different
1: so it's very very hard yeah. In that in that sense no i can i can definitely see that but
0: <clears throat> do you feel like your marriage is harder during like the newborn stage or easier
2: um
1: I would say easier yeah I feel like it's way harder during the pregnancy stage but I feel like Mark and I both got so educated that this time around with Teddy was a lot easier because I was vocal like hey I need these freaking kids out of my house okay you need to come home from work and cause also he moved up in his company too. So it was a lot easier for him to take time, take time and like come home to me when yeah. like I really needed it. Whereas
0: when you had like the twins in Holland, he oh, was yeah. like in the thick of trying to start his career.
1: Literally he could not move so from when his... you were
0: feeling like anxious and depressed, you were literally alone. Yeah. And you didn't have anybody to yeah. rely
1: on literally. And my friendships like weren't as strong back then. Yeah. You're still like, trying to
2: find your like lifelong yes, friends. Like I was
1: trying to find my lo- lifelong friends. Like I was trying to find like, you know, yep everything and i was mean i get really mean during my pregnancy i remember I
0: get, you saying that
1: i was mean and you guys just laughed at me but you understood Yep.
0: yep. <laughs> but again with teddy you were very vocal and I you was told very us vocal. these things were gonna happen i said
1: hey i'm mean i go in a dark hole but when i'm out of my hole i'm a
2: b word yeah like, well and i think that i mean i think that knowing you and knowing like you truly do have like the biggest heart of anybody i've ever met and so to see you like so sick and like kind of recluse like you are not you're oh, not I like a told homebody you guys that, yes like I'm not a homebody but when I'm pregnant I'm a homebody you're a homebody because you're a homebody. just
1: yeah yeah and so I think that you guys had to like drag me out I know I remember Jamie texting me one time like if you don't show up today Alicia I'm going to be very mad at you <laughs> That like, sounds like Jamie. I'm like, okay, I'm going I was like, okay, I'll come. I'll brush my hair. I'll brush my <laughs> <throat> come, Jamie. I'll come back But, but, but I it, needed it. I you guys okay, okay, you knew. You knew because I told you. I asked for it. Yep. I said, hey, I get really depressed and I get really bad anxiety like, when I'm pregnant. Me. You are going to have to drag me out of the house. And you did. So my advice is find freaking friends that, that will, will drag yeah. you out of the house. Because yep. you need it. Yep. You literally need it.
0: So when you went to your OB, because you've said you've
1: communicated with your OB a lot on
0: how you feel, pregnancy, postpartum. Yeah. How did that conversation yeah. go? And what did you tell him to yeah. make sure he checked in on you?
1: I was like, I walked in. He's like, because when I had Holland, I was like, see you never, dude. We're done. Or- <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I graduated. he probably actually did say that. No, yeah, I 100%. One, I 1,000. And I said it to him again, <laughs> like two weeks ago when I was in his office. <laughs> but I was like... Yeah, we're done. Bye. I'll never see you again. And so when he saw me, he was like... I was like, yeah, I know. Okay? I was like, yeah, I know. I'm here again. I was like, I'm, I'm dreading this, okay? You're like, it's been four years, though. okay? No, literally. I was like, I'm literally dreading this. Like, I'm, like, Ooh. terrified. I don't want to go through this again. Like, I was like, I'm just terrified. I was like, I just get so sad when I'm pregnant. And he was just like, you know what? Realize that we're, like, here. Realize that you have meds on hand if you need it. And, like, we'll just do a checkup every time you like come in. And so the first thing he did when he walked in the door, every time was look me in the eye and said, how are you doing? Which I, no one does that. No, they usually say like, let's check the baby. Let's see how the baby's the doing. Baby. Yeah. 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 But he was like, cause he knew I got so sick too. And I wasn't gaining weight. I think I gained the last six pounds of my pregnancy within the like the last like two I, months. I
2: honestly would forget 90% of the oh. time that you were pregnant. Same. Like no. I, you didn't people in my ward no, didn't even know, didn't I even had a, know. Bit, no. a baby. Like I would have never said you nah. were, like if you wore the right thing and it hit you at the right time. I was wearing jeans at twenty nine weeks. Yeah. Like you were <laughs> My
1: regular jeans at twenty nine <laughs> yeah, weeks. Yeah, it was weird. <laughs> Literally. So every time I walked in, he looked me in the eye and he was like, How are you? How are you doing? I'm sorry you're so sick. Like, are you still so sick? Like, what can we do? And we tried all these meds, you know, and nothing Ended up working. I ended up throwing up. But it was the fact that he looked me in the eye. Not, how is the baby doing? Like, how are you doing? And so at my two-week, well, I had so many checkups because my C-section scar was freaking. It was rough. It was rough this round. But the six-week appointment, he was like, how are your baby blues? How are you doing? Do you need medicine? No one does does that. Nobody does that.
2: Well, and I think something to note, too, that we've talked about just to back up a little bit is, your experiences having c-sections like with traumatizing three of them and I like do you feel like that plays a part in your like in your yes not your connection with your baby but like your immediate like feelings of depression or anxiety or like disconnect yes didn't
0: you say with the twins you didn't hold them for hours other people held them before you did so
2: my and I told my mom my sweet mom I told my mom
1: this like when I was pregnant with Teddy, that she actually met the twins before me, and she felt so bad, but it was like something I couldn't control, so I had really bad, yeah, I had really bad C-sections, Teddy's went a lot easier, but the twins, like, shaking, throwing up, out of it, literally everything you think could go wrong, like, went wrong, Holland was a little better, but same thing, so I had the twins at 7 30, and I didn't wake up till 1 and I woke up with my mom, my sister, and my husband holding these babies in my room, and
2: you hadn't even held them nope. yet? Nope.
1: Yeah, that's sad. <laughs> hadn't even in- held them. And so I remember asking for them, and I took a picture of them for the Instagram post. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I gave them back, and I went back to sleep. Yeah, Literally, like, so... went back to sleep. And so with Holland, I think that, that obviously played a huge role in crap, like, freaking I'm pregnant again, like, all this stuff. Holland's was a little better, but still the same thing. But I was vocal and I said, no one is coming to visit me in the hospital until 7 p.m. Yeah. Until I hold my baby and I'm
0: awake. Yes. Do you feel like you, like Jamie said, do you feel like it took you a second to bond with them because of that reason? Like you didn't get to hold them immediately? Yeah, no.
1: So when you typically have a baby, you push the thing out and it goes right on your chest. Yeah. I get to kiss my baby on the face. And, then they, take and it. then they take it away while I get sewn up for 30 minutes. C-sections are very traumatizing and no one talks about how traumatizing C-sections are.
0: So that alone was like a whole nother level Thing I experience. had to deal with. Yes. yes.
1: Like my husband's over there in the corner and I told Mark this too. I'm like, you didn't freaking pay attention to me. And that affected our marriage too because I was like, you literally just took the baby
2: and ran. Yeah, both times and for him he's like well I, I'm like I'm, he, he I'm know trying what to, to do. help you like yes, I, he I don't know what to me. do I'm I'm watching over the babies yes. but like also you need me yes yeah I feel like I mean I have zero I've never known anything about a c-section yeah. until you like so they're definitely you not don't even talked your
1: about with your husband your husband does not come in the room until you are completely down on the table numbed up ready to go your test cut is cut open and then like you're doing your surgery and then your husband comes in. So like my husband's never held my hand during an epidural. And that's something I was vocal about with him this time. I was like, I don't care if Teddy has a low blood sugar. I don't care if like, you know, I was like, like she'll
2: be taken care of by the nurses. You're not leaving me. Which I was again, is like, good that you're being vocal. Me.
1: Yes. And so, but this time was, I mean, I had so much anxiety leading up to it. Like you guys I literally remember. both texted me and called me the night before I had my kid. And
2: I well not, I remember you like crying just like oh, like I I have to do it. I got so, off like, the I'm phone with Jamie and I scared. Stop. I was like Alicia, you can do it. Literally. I was like Oh my gosh, I'm
1: gonna <laughs> I want to do it. I
2: was like I don't want to do it.
1: But I remember I texted you guys at like 8 a.m. and I was like, "Guys, I'm alive." Yeah, that was weird. I was like, "Guys, I'm alive. I'm awake. Like I'm fine."
2: literally when i remember you warning us like i'm not going to talk to you all day here's a group message with mark i'm out of it yeah like i'll let you know as soon as i can
1: i was like i'll let you know when i'm awake and i'm okay and i remember you guys saying that's not okay like you were like that's not okay like no we need to know your life sooner than that yes so i remember texting you guys at like i don't know it was like 8 30 Uh and i was like guys i'm okay and i was in recovery with my baby on my chest Do you feel like that helped you bond with her more than your other babies? For sure. For sure. I mean, I know I spoiled the crap out of Holland, and I refuse to spoil the crap out of Teddy because we know Holland. (laughs) Dang, we messed up on that one. But yes, like, yes. And I feel like that's why Teddy is so obsessed with me, too. I agree with that. Teddy is so obsessed with me. And, like, it's because she got literally, like, straight on my chest. Literally. Surgery was so much quicker this time, too. And then we were in recovery, and she was straight on my chest, and she was literally with me. I mean, mine was a different
0: experience. I didn't have a C-section obviously, but with Payson, I had a traumatizing birth. It was not fun. And I like pushed her out. And like, I remember like on my birth plan, I was like immediately, I want like skin to skin. I want her on my chest. I want to like spend time with her. I want like that golden hour. I remember like thinking that in my head. And then as soon as she was here, like
2: you remember how quickly I was like,
0: and he's like, okay, can you guys weigh her? Can you take her? And I'm like, she was like still her umbilical cord was still attached and I literally was like somebody take her like I can't like I didn't I don't
2: don't want this
0: baby it was like on me it was like the weirdest feeling as a mom and it makes me feel horrible that I even like thought that or said that but like I just couldn't do it like I I was it was like the weirdest feeling I felt like I just needed to not touch her like not that I was like mad at her but like kind of almost like I was just like, I just didn't feel because I was already feeling so many hormones and feelings yeah. and so much had just happened that I was like, I can't even, I can't even hold you're her right now. You were just
1: overwhelmed, overstimulated, over. Very
0: much. Yes.
1: And you were just done. I remember in was hospital, done and you were done.
0: In the hospital with Payson, I, I had, I was really, really low, like yeah. because they had to take her under the lights for jaundice and I couldn't hold her. And I, my, my mom came and like brought me food or she was going to go get me food. She was there. And she's like, are you okay if I leave? And I was like, yeah, I'm totally fine. Like, I feel good. Like, go go get me a hamburger. And she's like, okay, I'm going to leave. I'll be back in like 10 minutes. I was like, okay. And she stepped out of the room. And immediately I just bawled my eyes out. And she came back in because she forgot her keys. And I was already sobbing. And she was like, I literally didn't even get down the hallway. Like, what is going on? And I just felt, I think that when you're postpartum, your emotions literally they don't make sense no they don't like I had so many emotions and so many hormones and so many things going on that like I just couldn't even like function like a normal human luckily mine only lasted while I was in the hospital and then when I got home I felt way better and I was totally okay but the whole hospital was just like a blur like I you guys will talk about my birth and I'm like I just don't even remember that Like it's, it's a real freaking thing. It's scary. And like
1: no one prepares you for it. No, so we're sitting here telling you. Yeah. So I didn't
0: feel like I had like anything after like the hospital, but yeah. I do. I remember being in the hospital and being like, if this is how my postpartum experience is going to be like, it was really hard. Yeah. It was really yeah. hard. And I, I like, feel like I had more, like more baby blues with Pierce than I did with Payson because yeah. Pierce. Was, I think that if like, maybe this is just my experience, but like harder babies, I feel like you feel it more. Oh yeah, 1,000%. Like I remember going to Jamie's house when Pierce wouldn't nap and I was just, I was just a mess. Yeah. Like I, he wouldn't sleep. I could not get him to go to sleep and I just cried. Well, and, and just,
1: you're not sleeping. It, and so everybody's not
0: sleeping. Like, sleep. yes. And Payson's a crazy two and a half year old that wants to just run and play yeah. and I was so just, and then Pierce got sick and so that made everything a little bit more anxious and yeah. I was just, I just, I feel like I felt a lot more feelings with Pierce than I did with Payson. And maybe it was like the second kid and I already had a kid. Like the feelings are just so, and I, I think a lot of moms, and I think that you said this while you were talking to like you don't realize
1: that you're in it until you're out of it. Until you're out of it. Literally until you're out of it. And
0: this is the longest I've been postpartum yeah. with my kids because I got married, then I got pregnant, and then I...
1: And you're thriving. Girly Pop is <laughs> thriving. But I
0: think it it does take spending time on yourself. Yeah. Like you said, getting in a good... Yeah. And that's where I want to be before I have my next baby is Which, in a better mental state. Honestly,
1: our I feel like our stories are a little bit identical. Like you started going to the gym too. You started yeah. taking care of yourself.
0: It was just spending some time
1: by myself you. and a lot of I've healing
0: had, you and focusing on you i had some moms like dm me and be like how do you go to the gym with your kids like what do you do and i'm like it is the best hour because they have a really good gym daycare yeah so find a spot that has a gym daycare yeah. and go walk the treadmill yeah. for an hour by yourself yeah listen to your favorite podcast listen to your favorite music yeah. and just take some time to spend
1: on yeah. yourself it, yeah. it makes it better yeah no for sure it really does but i feel like Especially, like, when mom's not happy, the household isn't happy. So that plays a huge role in, like, being even more depressed. Because you're like, well, I'm grumpy and my husband's mad at me. And my kids keep screaming and I'm just done. Yeah. Like, you're just done. But we need to normalize being vocal about it. And we need to not warn these girls. But, you know, prepare them that, like, pregnancy and your newborn stage and all that is just not all butterflies and cupcakes and roses like you're going to struggle and it's normal to struggle but there's resources while you struggle and you need to take advantage of that and be vocal because I know there's moms out there even now that are afraid to say and I was so afraid because I'm such like a strong-willed independent girl like I I don't need my husband I don't need like you know like I don't need this I don't need that and so when I started feeling depressed and stuff like I didn't want to say hey Mark I am feeling sad today because I expected myself not to feel sad like that, I had such high standards yeah like yeah. that's not Alicia like I had such high standards for myself that I just thought like
2: being pregnant was going to be this you know and you were going to conquer it and you did like yeah. that's the thing even, even when you struggle with postpartum anxiety, depression, feelings, like whatever it is, like you're still, you're still conquering it and you're still doing it. And even when it's hard, like it doesn't make you any less of a person. It just, it, it makes you a lot more aware of, of your feelings, I think, and the fact that you do need to tell somebody. And obviously there's a huge disconnect in our postpartum care in the United States. And it's really, really sad because if you're not vocal about it. And like, sometimes it's too late. Like sometimes it's, yeah, it goes too far and it's too deep and whatever it is, like, it's, it's sad that, that that sometimes there's this really bad outcome. And so if, if we continue to talk about it and give education on it, I feel like that's really the best and only way to to like and talk women. to your friends
1: yeah talk t- to me you can message me like I will talk to you Alicia will talk to you I will
0: that. freaking talk to you literally I think another thing too that was like I mean like you were talking about how you that's like you're not you're not like the personality to like be depressed yeah but that was why it was so shocking because I mean we we weren't friends when you were pregnant with Holland yeah. we were friends when you're pregnant with Teddy and I remember you saying that and I was like a little bit surprised because yeah like you said it's just you put this wall up like you're such a happy, outgoing, yeah. energetic person. Yeah. And then when you told us that you struggle with all these things, it was so shocking to me because yeah. I thought, I mean, I You like, wouldn't
1: envision me like no, that. No, I'm
0: like, you kill it. You have twins, you have a yeah. toddler. Like how do you do it. Like, I don't know how you do it, but then in your head, you're like, I don't even know how I'm doing it either. Yeah. Like
1: so no, straight up. Sometimes
0: moms just put a show on because that's yeah. what they think they need to do, but yeah. in reality, you don't, you don't have need to. to do that. And I bet if you talked to another mom, they would feel the exact same oh, way yeah. as you. Yeah. We all feel like we're drowning it certain times of our motherhood literally there's no way so what were the best things that people did for you that made you feel like you had help
1: so honestly just texting like I didn't really need help with like my kids and stuff yeah even though I did get a lot of help with my kids and I do appreciate that but like honestly just like texting literally just texting me hey how are you are you okay like that played a huge role because I felt like I didn't get that last time just like a big checking dragging me out of the house dropping me off a treat dropping me off like a soda and all this stuff but another thing I was going to say really quick was we were building in Queen Creek and we didn't end up getting that house in Queen Creek and we ended up coming here to Gilbert and I feel like Heavenly Father needed to place me here next to you guys, and next to Megan, Yep. in order to have this baby and survive. Because the second I got pregnant, you two were at my call. Megan was at my call, literally. So if I was in Queen Creek, I feel like I would have had a very different experience with Teddy than I did with like my others and stuff. Yeah, you
2: had friends who were there and ready and like, who weren't like, yeah, we had babies, but we weren't, we weren't having newborns. Like we, yeah, we could be you, from the you outside. You could take care of me yes. like, coming to my
1: house. You all busted in that one day and yep. like Jamie brought me flowers. We had lunch on my couch and you just held my baby. And I just sat there and I was like, this is what moms need. Yep. You need good friends to bust into your house,
2: hold your baby. And like, and you don't have to worry. Your house doesn't need to be clean. Your kids yes. don't need to be perfect. Like, yeah, you just need to let that go. Literally. And I think like that's something for me I'm like oh I can't let that stuff go but sometimes you just have to yeah, to take care of yourself literally. and to just let your friends take care of you
1: literally
0: yeah I
2: I did a like a question box on Instagram
0: that was like how can how can people help you when you're struggling with anxiety and depression
2: well and first shockingly Kenzie put a poll and Ooh. 75% of her followers said I don't know you didn't say I, this already right You know I didn't yeah. No that 75% of of the people that voted said they have struggled with postpartum anxiety and depression, which that's, that's a lot lot of people. Like that's more than half of people struggle with it. And so this is definitely something that needs to be talked about way more. So anyway, jump into that. I just wanted to No, I'm glad you said that, but most every, I mean, I'm reading through them and most everybody is saying
0: friends, which is actually like pretty surprising. But a lot of them said they're reaching out for help and being a hundred percent honest to those helping you. It's the only way that you can get help. Like if, if I asked you how you were and you just lied to my face, like you're not gonna, I'm not gonna be able to help you yeah. with that. Validated me and what I was feeling. Listened and give advice when I asked for it. When you
1: asked for it. It was in all caps when Literally. I asked for it,
0: which I thought was a really good point. Accountability, friends checking in on me. My husband would take time to check in on me every day, which yes. I really like. Mark did that too. Joined a mom group, talk to support system. Yeah. Which I actually really like that idea of joining a mom group. Yeah. Because I feel like, would be really helpful to have other parent, like other moms tell you that they're feeling the same way as well, you. well. And
1: random moms feeling the same way makes you feel about be- like way better and more normal
2: in the freaking world. No, it's so true. And somebody said this too, which I think is an important thing is to respect. They said respect my motherfucking boundaries, but I think to set boundaries, like in whatever mm-hmm. that is, if that's with your in-laws, if that's with people coming to hold your baby before yeah. you, if that's with people bombarding you, like, set the boundaries. Oh, I was so picky with who held Teddy. You were. And guess what? Like, like you've said, yeah, your postpartum experience like isn't perfect and nobody's is, but it's, it's better. It's better because you have Mm -hmm. the boundaries set and like, you know, you know what to expect. And I think that that's a huge thing, especially if there is people or friends who don't give you the time and who don't treat you well. I think that it's really important to have boundaries set with that. Yeah. Um, one other thing somebody said
0: was, which I think we've kind of touched on, but just do it and not ask. Do my dishes, dinner, drop off a Dr. Pepper or my favorite snack, which I think is huge because if you don't want to ask,
1: just just do it. Just. One of the best postpartum days was when you guys came over to my house. I was eating on my couch and you were holding my baby and Jamie was wiping down my table. Yeah. Like what?
0: Sometimes you just need a little bit of help. I still
1: yelled at Jamie. You did. She, did. she said, stop doing
2: my dishes. I said, no, nope. but sit your butt on the couch. But at the like you
1: forced me to do it. You forced me to sit kenzie was like i'm holding your baby and you're like the kids are like napping holland's chilling and like you were wiping down the table just chill because you knew you have to be aggressive sometimes with
2: your friends (laughs) and if i've learned that from anyone it's alicia herself you be (laughs) aggressive sometimes okay
0: i think this also just goes to show like i mean i had hundreds of responses like we're all in it together yeah i think that's really really important to know that you're not alone and that we're all in it together. We all feel this at different points and different times and you're not alone, no matter how alone you may feel. Cause I swear to you, I had hundreds of responses that everybody's saying the same things and, getting help and going to therapy. And if you need to try medication, try medication. Yeah. If, but Don't I, be
1: embarrassed to
2: try medication. Totally. I think it's really important. You, and if it doesn't work, that's okay too. Like you're not, it didn't you're, work not me. you're not a failure like yep. for, for trying anything that you try. Yep. And as long as you're making an attempt and an effort to, to get help and to, to seek like people and friendships and like all of that. We should find
0: some support groups and post them on our bio. Yeah. Like maybe like a support group or yeah. a hotline to call yeah. or something that way we can have resources. Yeah.
2: Even like our, I mean our Facebook page, like people talk on there and they ask questions and like I, there's, there's like almost 2000 people on there that will jump in and like you can post anonymously too, which it's cool. is huge. Yeah. yeah. And not that we're like a certified group, but I'm just saying like you have a community with us alone. Like Alicia said, message her, talk to her, like, But you also have a community in the people that share interests as you and listen to our podcasts and that like most of them are moms and have have probably experienced this. If 75% of random people have, I'm sure that that there's a large percentage of our followers and our listeners who have also
0: experienced this. Yeah, when I posted my questions, I had responses that were like, please tell me you're doing a podcast on this. And we've like kind of held out because... it's heavy it's heavy yeah and I didn't cry as much
1: as I (laughs) thought I was gonna cry it's heavy
0: (laughs) but I think it's important to normalize and talk about and
2: well and yeah I think it takes the right Like you don't just want to ask anybody because not everybody is where you're at. Not everybody can talk about it. Not
1: everybody wants to talk about it yet. And so I mean, I'm still in the thick of it. Like Teddy's Teddy's eight weeks old, but like I can sit here and tell you that yeah, I saw my hard days, but I'm vocal about it. You are. Yep. I'm vocal about it. So and and you'll
2: say like yeah, I've learned a lot. Today was hard. Yeah. And that's okay. And it's okay. And that's okay. And three a.m. screaming. It's hard. It's hard. It sucks. It sucks. But I know know when you texted me last night and said Teddy feeds at five thirty, I'm like, dude. Oh my gosh. Five That's freaking early. Yeah. Like, and that's not, that's, that's not even just the middle of the night. Like you're, know. you're doing more than that, but yeah. you forget when you're out of it. And yeah. so check on your friends and have your friends check on you because I think that that's super, super important. And if we've learned anything today, that's the biggest thing for me as a reminder too. I agree. So thank you guys so much for listening. And thanks to our best friend, Alicia. Love you guys. She's the best. And she shared her story. And I hope that you guys found something in it that you can take away um, into your postpartum experiences or as your friends. And you know, we always have to close out with our guests. (laughs) And so we'll see you guys next week on the Codependent Podcast. podcast. Perfect.
0: Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death